Hello, Wellness Wednesday listeners. Before we begin today's episode, I wanted to really emphasize and let you know about our new 3W Patient app that we've recently launched. So we launched it right during New Year's this month. Through this app, you can book an appointment, access your patient portal if you've been a patient with us before, and very helpful resources and patient documents. Even our blog is on there, our medical providers write medical blogs. So the app is available for both iPhone and Android. Just search on your app store, 3W Medical, and download it today because it is awesome and really beautiful, actually. We've relaunched it this year, and we're hoping that you take advantage of it. Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off of the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Helen Nguyen, CEO and co-founder of 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hi there, Wellness Wednesday listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Today we have a really fun podcast. I, I like to, at this point in my infertility journey, it's pretty fun to talk about it actually because I'm all constantly learning more about it. But we have this wonderful opportunity to speak with Dr. Garrett Smith, who's a naturopath. And Dr. Smith, where are you located again? Remind me. I'm down in Tucson, Arizona. Could you fill our listeners in on, you know, your background as a naturopath? How long have you been doing this? How long have you been practicing? Sure. I So I, I went to Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine, which is one of the, I always forget if it's four or five schools these days in the country. So it's in Tempe, Arizona. Okay. So I went there. I, I graduated like 2005 and I started my practice in 2006. I used to have a brick and mortar practice, you know, seeing local mm-hmm people and it it morphed into my my work is kind of a little more cerebral a little more esoteric it's a little more demanding of people so so the local market wasn't quite enough for to maintain mm-hmm. me and so i started going virtual and then eventually right about 6 months before covid hit we decided to go all virtual and so wow. I went to my house and my office, my practice manager, Julie, who's amazing, went to her place and we've just been operating virtually ever since. So yeah, so wow. it's 2006 to now it's, it's been a lot of fun. And now I'm kind of doing very, very unique stuff mm-hmm. out in the field. I'm kind of, if one even wanted to consider me a black sheep within my field, I, I, you know, I talk to my colleagues and my colleagues have no idea of what I'm talking about. And I just kind of, I just kind of smile and go, okay, well, you'll, you'll hear about it eventually. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And, and specifically what type of doctor are you? What are, what is your specialty? If you could put it in a nutshell. Specialty. Well, see, this is, this is always hard because like I get, when I, when marketing people ask me, so like, who are you marketing to? And I go, yeah, 
anyone with a chronic disease. Okay. And it's like, oh, that's really big. Like what's yeah. my, spe- my specialty? If you want to know what my specialty is mm-hmm. in terms of how I treat people, what mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. is we call it, the technical term is clinical nutrition. Okay. which is the very focused, it is the, it is theory, you know, it's said to be the treatment of disease with nutrition. And I'm doing blood tests. I don't do very many blood tests. People out there are used to, you know, NDs or MDs doing gigantic mm-hmm. blood panels on them. Mm-hmm. I test four things. Hmm. And that is, that is the entire blood test that I do. I've simplified it down to that. And I do a hair mineral analysis. Mm-hmm. And with those two tools for the people who work directly with me, mm-hmm. um, I say that because I have, I have a diet program mm-hmm. called the love your liver program, which all of my, all of my testing and consultation people get, but mm-hmm. it's also a do it yourself kind of that the love your liver program is kind of like a standalone thing. And okay. then if people want to go further, they can work with me and do the, do the blood and hair testing. So okay. This is one of the ideas I got from my, one of my philosophy teachers in naturopathic medical school. Hmm. And I've kind of taken it to heart and turned it into like a really, what I think is a very useful approach, which is give the body what it needs, help it get rid of what it doesn't want, Hmm. and then get the heck out of the way. Hmm. And it's, it's, you know, if you think about it, like if if you were talking about a a car, right, Mm -hmm. you you give it the fluids that it needs, you Mm -hmm. clean out the mess that shouldn't be there. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the car is probably going to run just fine, right? That's what a, mm. what a tune-up is. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I look at the body in a very uh, systems-oriented way, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like the, the, the heart is the pump, the blood vessels are the plumbing, mm-hmm. the nerves are the elect- electrical, you know, the, the, the minerals are kind of the, the chemistry of it. Mm-hmm. And, and then we just try to, we try to make sure that it has what it needs in terms of the things it needs to rebuild or to fix. And then we don't put in the things that cause it to wear down faster or break down faster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Like there's an example of poisons and a poison example I could give here of, of toxic stuff that, that a lot of people do or an idea that people will get is you can put what they call like nitrous oxide in a car, right? You can put nitrous in a car and it'll go faster, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But you also wear out the engine faster. Yeah. People don't realize this about a lot of supplements even or medications that they take or mm-hmm. things that they say are healthy for them because they get a boost out of it yeah. in the very short term. Yeah. Long term, it's actually ruining them. Mm. And so my focus is always on the long term. Okay. And I'm actually, I tend to actually be very suspicious of things where people will tell me, yeah, I took one pill of it and I felt amazing. I go, oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a drug effect. That's not, I mean, yeah. okay, I'll, 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 I'll concede here. Like if somebody puts on magnesium lotion or magnesium spray or whatever, and they feel relaxed and they sleep better, mm-hmm. well, here's the difference. We know that you have to have magnesium to live. Mm. And if you don't have enough magnesium, your system doesn't work right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where we get down to like root causes. A magnesium deficiency will cause disease. You mm-hmm. have to have it to run, mm-hmm. but like, let's say coffee, mm-hmm. nobody, that's not a, that's not a nutrient. That's not, mm-hmm. you know, people, people will try to make excuses. Oh, it's got magnesium in it. And I'm like, yeah, but caffeine is a pesticide. That's why the, that's why the plants make it. It's an, it's an insecticide. It's a natural mm-hmm. insecticide. And there's, oh, don't tell me that. I love of, caffeine. <laughs> hey, no, I mean, you're in Seattle, right? Yeah. I mean, people yeah. love, but, but, but think about it, right? Quitting caffeine as an example there's withdrawals withdrawals yeah yes 
And you actually, so the, the two signs of a drug mm-hmm. are tolerance mm-hmm. and withdrawal, right? Mm-hmm. So over time you use it, you get to the point where you're not normal without it. Mm-hmm. And if you want more of an effect, you have to have even more. That's tolerance. And then mm-hmm. withdrawal is when you stop using it regularly, mm-hmm. you get symptoms. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so too that's, much that's of a good like, thing is not too, well, good. Uh, too, it's more just, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not as black and white as it might sound. I'm actually on one of my little coffee phases right now, just to be honest, because I had so much to do that I decided to, I just looked at it as, okay, this is a drug effect that I'm going to use for a period of time. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing I just tell people about is I'm like, I, all I want people to know is like, know that it's a drug. Mm-hmm admit to yourself that it's a drug Mm. and that you're using it for a drug effect Mm. and that it's probably not good for you in the long term. So why don't we start arranging your life in a way that potentially you could get rid of it at some Mm. point rather Mm -hmm. than just kind of being like, Oh, well there's the, the hundred billion dollar coffee industry paid some scientists to do some research to show that it's kind of healthy. Mm. And you know, whenever I see hundred billion dollar industries, alcohol, coffee, cigarettes, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I start going, oh, you mean they found Reese? Oh, the wine industry. Oh yeah. Wine <laughs> is good for you. Follow um, the money. Follow the money, right? Right. You just, yeah. you just look at the money and you go, how much would it take them to pay off researchers in another country? Mm-hmm. To, and, and now they're actually at the BMJ came out with an article of saying people were just, some of the scientists were just making up data. They were just making well, it up comforting. out of, right, right. <laughs> and so that's why modern research, I tend, some people, will talk badly about older research. And I go, but that was when it was less corrupt. Yeah. Yeah. So why would we throw all that away? Or they'll, they'll say, oh, foreign research, that's not worth mm-hmm. anything. And I go, mm-hmm. well, wait, why? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. So, so, so I'll use all sorts of stuff from anywhere, but go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to ask like, so through your experience and, you know, your, your own research and your own approach to infertility as a natural path. Cause to be quite honest, I have not looked into a natural path professional such as yourself or any natural path in the, even okay. the Seattle area to peel back infertility. I've gone the conventional way of big hospital systems or mm-hmm. so you, you were talking about too much of a good thing could be in the long run, not good for you. It could be effective for now, but in the long run, it could be damaging your system. So how how does vitamins, taking vitamins, be a cause to infertility? Well, I'm, I'm going to hit on two major compounds because the, the, when people hear about this, they'll start to maybe start to put some pieces together. So one of, I, I do have a whole YouTube video on this for people who want to go find it later. It's about vitamin A and infertility. It's on my, my YouTube channel, you know, youtube.com slash nutrition detective. Okay. And I have, I have, I have several test fertility testimonials in a, in a different video. And then I have how vitamin A is linked to infertility. So let's just okay. go over vitamin A and infertility. So a lot of women who are, are trying to get pregnant or who are pregnant have heard about how you're not supposed to overdo vitamin A in pregnancy, right? You've heard of this? No. <laughs> oh, well, so this, this, so this is, this is a very interesting thing. Like yeah. maybe you've heard about Accutane, the acne yes. drug Yes. where mm-hmm. they will say, when you are on this, don't do not get pregnant. Yes. Yes. They're going to put you that. on birth control. If you, mm-hmm. if you're willing, well, what is Accutane? Accutane is actually one of the things that as your body detoxes vitamin A, mm. it turns it into what's called 13 cis retinoic acid. 
Mm. which is the exact same compound that they give people in a pill called Accutane. It's exactly the same compound. There's no difference. Anyone who tries to argue that they have different functions because one's from food and one's from medicine, they're, they're diluting themselves. Mm. So we know that vitamin A in the form of Accutane will cause birth defects, Mm -hmm. will cause miscarriages, will cause all sorts of things. So we know, we know that, and then vitamin A, well, vitamin A turns into that. So in pregnancy, they will say, don't eat too much vitamin A. Don't supplement vitamin A. Don't do all these things because it could cause, I mean, I've got research on cleft palate, cleft lip. Mm. There's one of the things that I have in the research that's on my, on my channel too, is that vitamin A depletes folate. Mm. Oh, is folate important in pregnancy? Yeah. Right. So we have this thing that depletes folate that then they associate. So you can look at vitamin A causing uh, central line defects of the nervous system, which is like the spina bifida type stuff. And then folate deficiency causes that. But I have research Mm -hmm. showing vitamin A causes folate deficiency. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm. Now I wanted to get into one other aspect of it, which is the birth control pill. Mm -hmm. So on another video on my channel Mm -hmm. about birth control and what it does to health, It has been shown many, many, many times over in research since 1975 Mm -hmm. that pharmaceutical birth control raises vitamin A levels in the blood Mm. and it raises copper levels in the blood. Now, I could tell you that there's another paper that they did where they they looked at 27 cadavers. So they had 27 dead people from different causes. Mm Mm-hmm. And they did what's called the, the gold standard of vitamin A toxicity analysis on these cadavers, which is where they take a liver biopsy and they analyze the liver biopsy. Nine of the 27 cadavers had diagnosable vitamin A toxicity. So one third, these were Americans. Wow. So in this, they don't, it's hard for them to get cadavers to do these studies on. So people will be like, well, sure. we don't know this and this. And I go, well, this is the best you've got. Right. Um, And I have another video about the epidemic of vitamin A toxicity where I go over these liver studies that have been done in other countries. And at times in Africa, they found 50% of people, the 1950s, two different countries in Africa, 50% of the of the male population had diagnosable vitamin A toxicity. Mm. So it's, it's everywhere. Mm. We fortify foods with it. We fortify milk with it. We fortify nut milks and seed milks with it. Now soy milk. We were told to eat a rainbow. Well, yellow and orange and red and dark green are all high in vitamin A. Mm-hmm. How much of the rainbow is that? That's half the rainbow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we have those. We have people out there trying to eat tons of egg yolks, which are very high in vitamin A. That's why they're yellow or orangish. Mm-hmm. Then we have people, the new people doing eating liver and oh, oh, oh. anyway, they're <laughs> eating liver, which is stores vitamin A and copper. Huh? Yeah. Then we have dairy, mm-hmm. which by itself has plenty of vitamin A and vitamin D. And then we even add, add more it. to it. Yeah. And now that even they've, the, 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 I forget this, the USDA has now de- deemed that they don't have to put vitamin A amounts on nutrition labels anymore hmm. because they say that vitamin A deficiency is so rare in this country. Well, if deficiency is rare, what are we slipping towards? Mm. We're probably slipping more towards toxicity. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we get into all of this with, and so birth control with, with birth control, especially Mm -hmm. with women who have had a history of birth control, Mm -hmm. very, very likely that they're vitamin A toxic. Okay. And that is, that is one of the things that I do in my practice is Mm -hmm. I have people generally minimize vitamin A in their diet. Mm -hmm. And then we get these 
testimonials of like five years of unexplained infertility and the woman gets pregnant. Hmm. And we have another woman who was who was doing the fertility, the, the standard fertility treatments. Mm-hmm. And she works with me for a month. And then all of a sudden her eggs are doing things that they never did before in, in the process. So wow. we, I had a woman recently, actually, it was almost, I, I went over this on one of my live streams. It was a 40 year old woman who was starting to work with me. Yeah. I think it was about six months ago. And mm-hmm. I told her, I said, do you want to have more kids? And she said, no. We're not, we're not trying to have more kids anymore. And I said, okay, you need to be very, very, very careful with your contraception then. Hmm. Because this, the, the, the funny term, we, we may get into using this term more in the future. But I said, what's going to happen is you're going to become dangerously fertile. Hmm. And she said her and her husband messed up one time and mm-hmm. now she's pregnant. So it's really that the vitamin A thing is such a huge thing. We have women's cycles return to normal. I've had, I've had a woman who was in menopause, early menopause, come Mm -hmm. out of menopause. We, (laughs) this stuff is, is like bonkers. We are constantly bringing people's vitamin A levels down into deficiency and they're in the best health of their lives. So, so interesting. Never heard about this. I've gone to five doctors. They've never talked about my vitamin level. I mean, the fact the fact that you're in fertility, you know, in the infertility realm and going mm-hmm. to doctors specifically for this and yeah. nobody's talking about it. Nope. No one has ever and, I mean, brought I remember up vitamins. There there was in in medical school one of the guys who who one of the clinic instructors in my school, he was also a supplement designer with one of the big supplement companies called Thorne and he made a specific it was 12 pills for a multivitamin for pregnant women. 12 pills a day just for the multi and I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And the funny thing was, was women would sometimes take some of the, some of the clinic, you know, my, my peers would come to the clinic and they'd take it in the morning and they just throw it up. It was just come right back up. And oh I was gosh. like, that's, that, that stuff made my stomach upset. So I'm, yeah. you know, anyway, but it had like something like 20,000 or 25,000 units of vitamin A in it a day. And that is, that is actually like very toxic, toxic mm. level. Mm-hmm. Like the, as an example about how, how much vitamin A we're getting there's been a couple of studies where they were showing, I forget if it was 3000 or 4,000 units of vitamin A a day, which is a lot of people might get that in breakfast. So 3000 or 4,000 units of vitamin A a day was enough to worsen osteoporosis, which we have another epidemic in this country. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, I mean, people, you you couldn't find a multi with less than, I mean, with, with 3000 in it, it's going to have 5,000 or 10,000. Wow. So, Makes me want this to go home just and look at my big, vitamins. Yeah. I don't, I don't use any multivitamins. I actually, I, I've been breaking down in, inside the network, inside my network, like vitamin science, mm-hmm. vitamins as a whole are probably a lot of shaky science. Mm. Hmm. They may have functions. So, so that's the thing I tell people. I'm like, things can have functions in the body. Like people can take Accutane and their acne can go away. Mm-hmm. How many, how many times have we heard about people doing something that makes them look better on the outside while it's absolutely killing them on the inside? Yeah. Right. This is normal. So like when people say Accutane, it helps get rid of acne, but I'm like, yeah, but it's ruining your liver. This stuff. Oh my gosh. There was a sexual function petition. These guys were coming out with, it was, it was about especially younger people Mm -hmm. who were taking Accutane and they were going through the database of, of side effects that the government maintains mm-hmm. and Accutane with like 12 to 17 year olds 
the destruction on their libido, on their sexual function, and all this stuff was insane. It was by far the highest reported drug in the whole database that we're giving to teenagers and we're ruining their fertility life for good mm. um, for a lot of them, unless they find me and they get fixed because mm. we can, we can fix that. So we can reverse um, it. It can be reversed. I do tell people that the, the retinoid drugs like retin-A mm -hmm. and Accutane and probably, I don't know, I don't know about Differin, but some of the other retinoic acid drugs, those people take the longest to fix. Mm. So they, they take their magic pill to get the Accutane, you know, the acne mm -hmm. to go away for a while and mm -hmm. they're left with so much damage. Like it, mm. I typically tell Accutane people like you're going to take the longest of anybody here. So settle in mm -hmm. and it's going to be a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your success rate with infertility? I, see, I wouldn't keep, I don't keep statistics like that. Okay. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. But I mean, generally with people who come to me, if, if that's one of their goals, mm -hmm. I, I think there's only one person who I know of mm -hmm. specifically who wanted to get pregnant, who I wasn't able to help. But this woman had also had five miscarriages before she ever came to me. Mm. And then she was working on my stuff and she had another one. Mm. And I was kind of like, well, this is maybe we're not there yet. You know, yeah. I, I tell people like when they're going to do my work, it does not take necessarily this long to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. But when they're going to do my work, like you're planning on three years minimum. Mm. This is not a, I, I tell people, this is not a weekend detox. This is not yeah. like a little, a little cleanse thing that yeah. you're going to do for it's six weeks. This is, it's, it's a lifestyle, but it's also, it's just like, there's, there's a, you can do it as slow as you want. It's like school, right? You could do one class <laughs> a year and take 30 years to get through school or well, you could do it all. Well, for someone once. like me, who's 34 and turning right. 35 this year, I might not have three years. Right. To... Right. So you, th those people are happy, generally happy. I mean, one of the things I like about the fertility market in terms of my work is they're very motivated. Right. There's, mm -hmm. there's time pressure. Yeah. And they're, they're willing to do whatever it takes. The, the most often the, the sad thing is, is a lot of times they're getting really heavily drugged mm. with all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, so if we think about it, if we tend to think of, you know, I, I'm not a, I, I'm not a big fan of, I don't believe health is going to be obtained through drugs in general. Mm -hmm. Right. Could we force the body to do things that might help it get pregnant? Sure. Mm -hmm. But is, is the mother, after all that's done, is the mother healthier? And therefore is the child going to be healthier? Mm -hmm. I have to say, I don't think so. What I tend to see with a lot of mothers and children is actually the first child is the healthiest. Okay. And each child after that is less healthy huh. because the mother was not, not detoxing herself or whatever, getting better nutrition or any of that stuff. It's just that she just yeah. did the same things. Yeah. And then she just slowly became more toxic and more nutrient deficient than each kid was a product of that. Hmm. And then I've had, I've, I just had, uh, actually I went over a testimonial last week about a, a mother talking about how easy this pregnancy was and how she didn't have any hemorrhaging in her delivery this time. Wow. And it was just so much easier. So, so a lot of people's not, not being able to get pregnant, mm -hmm. uh, terrible pregnancies, mm -hmm. like, you know, Babies being born jaundiced. Jaundiced is, is, is a liver problem. That yeah. baby's being born with a liver problem. And they, these liver problems are handed down because, right, if the mother's liver can't handle it, she's toxic, then mm -hmm. what's the baby? I mean, the placenta is actually 
I'll just throw this suggestion out there. The placenta is actually an extra liver, basically. That's really what it is. Well, never heard of it like that. Don't eat the placenta. No, you're I'm not just, a Kardashian. You're eating enough. <laughs> well, I was, I was, you know, doing the naturopathic thing. I was open to all sorts of things, and and I, I my my ex now my ex yeah ate the placenta both times. We we turned it into we we wow. ground it up, we dried it out, ground it up, put it into capsules, and she took it. Wow. And now. So I, I mean, I've made most of the mistakes in the book. I, that's mm. how I got to where I am today. I don't, I don't try to hide my history of making mistakes. Well, I appreciate. I just try that. to help. I just try to help other people not make them. Yeah. So yeah. So so one of the things, one of the concepts that we go over here is that health, for, fertility requires health, mm-hmm. right? Good for good fertility requires good health. On both. On and, both. Both well, partners? it's more just, just, oh, yeah. So, so men would have to be healthier. Like as an example, okay, let, let me just give you another quick vitamin A example. Mm-hmm. In Spain, they just, they, they did a dietary recall study on young men, young mm-hmm. Spanish men. Mm-hmm. And what they found was that the more organ meats they ate, the worse their sperm motility was. Hmm. So their sperm didn't move as well as they were supposed to, as, mm-hmm. as well as everybody else's. Well, what's the main organ meat that people eat? It's liver. What's mm-hmm. liver full of? Vitamin A and copper. Okay. So let's just, so, so health is fertility. Fertility is health. Mm -hmm. If we do things that are anti-fertility, like Mm -hmm. let's say birth control, Mm -hmm. those are going to be anti-health. And I bet many of the people listening here today could very easily say my health went downhill ever since I took the birth control pill. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's women everywhere. It's a common trend Um, that we're observing in our clinic. So if you were to go and look up, if this is a fun search you can go do, go and type in contraceptive or oral contraceptive liver injury mm-hmm. or oral contraceptive cholestasis, which is, which is a liver injury that's bile getting back into the blood mm-hmm. and birth control pills just knock the heck out of the liver. That's what they do. Mm. So we have those, we have the connection between vitamin A and copper going up in the blood in birth control. Mm-hmm. And we know that what's the main point of birth control? It's making a person infertile. That's mm-hmm. what it's doing. Mm-hmm. So what we're hoping is that when people want to stop it, that their fertility will magically come back. Right. And that doesn't always happen. Right. Yeah. And there's all the other th- problems that can go along with it. So, so if we get into the copper thing, mm-hmm. how much evidence do we need that copper, excess copper, which I treat all the time, causes infertility other than the fact that there's a copper IUD? I was just going to ask, put, like, what do right. you think about the IUD? <laughs> They put a piece of copper in women and it makes them infertile. Yeah. I mean, what other evidence do we need? So, but then we mm-hmm. also know that the birth control pills raise copper in the blood. Mm-hmm. This is not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. So one of the problems that I, I, I could throw out there for, for a lot of women who are, let's say they're trying to do more of a vegan or plant-based diet, mm-hmm. that is going to be an extremely high copper diet. Mm-hmm and a relatively low zinc diet and you need zinc to counteract copper. Mm-hmm. So that, that diet may, you know, some, some people that very rarely I find people who do well, really well on that dietary approach. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it's not, I, I don't, I don't push one diet for everybody. Actually, the one of the things that people have to know about when they get into my program is I'm going to be telling people, here's, here's this side, here's this side. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to be some, you may be on the ends, you know, like if we were talking about meat consumption, right? There's people who do really well on almost all meat. And there's people who might do really well on almost completely vegan. Mm-hmm. Almost everybody else is going to be somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm telling people, you have to figure out where you feel best. Like if I had a woman who's like, I just don't ever like my ex-wife, I just don't feel that good on red meat. Then don't eat it. (laughs) Right. It's it's really not, but they're like, but my doctor said to eat red meat and they, they thought I should go like carnivore and cause you know, iron, iron is right. I feel like iron is really pushed on women, especially like (sighs) during like the beginning of our cycle. I've been told all my life, Mm. eat a lot of beef before you get your period because right. they'll help whatever well, and well so that's that's where we have to get into like context right so if you were having really heavy cycles mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll have people come to me and say well i have especially women mm-hmm. i have i have i've had anemia for a very long time i have low ferritin i have this stuff mm-hmm. and so we, we that's where i have to start getting into questions with them like so okay do you have any regular occurring bleeding that's normal. I mean, other than I'm not talking about menstrual cycle, but I'm talking yeah. about like heavy bleeding for menstrual cycle. Yeah. And I'm talking about like, let, let's say I had a woman who had colitis and she's, you know, bleeding in her intestines and it's coming out the other end. And so mm-hmm. she's got low iron. Mm-hmm. And so those people need some extra iron because they're losing blood. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I have people who are like, like I don't have, let's say I have a woman who's saying I have pretty light cycles. Mm-hmm. And I eat red meat like once or twice a day, and mm. I don't have any symptoms of anemia that I that that, that they're wanting to tell me about. Mm-hmm. But they have low ferritin and they look anemic on the blood panel. Like, do I shove iron in them? No, I tell them you're. I mean, anybody who eats meat once or twice a day, red meat is going to have plenty of iron. There's yeah. no shortage of iron. Mm-hmm. So that's where one of the biggest things I focus on in my practice is the liver itself. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this idea of liver injury, cholestasis, leaking bile, which is the most toxic fluid in our entire body mm-hmm. into the blood. And that bile that leaks mm-hmm. contains vitamin A, it contains copper, it contains mm-hmm. toxic metals. It contains all the poisons that fa- especially fat soluble poisons, which is commonly like pesticides and other things like that, mm-hmm. uh, that we store in our, in the fatty tissue of our liver. And what do we have an epidemic of? going on right now. Fatty liver. Mm-hmm. Well, why would the body make more fat in the liver? Possibly to store more fat soluble things like fat soluble pseudo vitamins like vitamin A. Mm. You know what color fatty liver is? No. It's yellow. You know what color vitamin A is? Yellow. It's yellow. So well. it's it's kind of becoming a big thing. So, so why aren't people talking about it? You know, like I've, I've literally been to five doctors mm-hmm. through my eight years, nine years now, coming up nine years of infertility. The only thing I've ever been told or really hone in on are hormone issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had heavy bleeding and cramp, like debilitating cramping all my life uh, until recently. So, you know, endometriosis was always a possibility. Possibly PCOS has also been thrown mm-hmm. out there for someone like me. And then from the last thing that I can remember, it's been a year now that I've really looked into my infertility is my tubes are scarred. And those, and so that's contributing to my infertility issues. But okay. there's been no mention of diet, vitamin intake. Right. Even, you know, we went to test my husband's sperm. You know, or and, mm-hmm. and and he he was on Accutane when he was younger. That was never taken into consideration as something that could be contributing to our difficulty oh. of having infertility. 
So, I mean, I'm so scared of getting back into it because personally it's like a, it's heart wrenching to, to kind of always be, I always had to take a break. I always had to take a six month break after really diving into it because it was mentally, I feel like I was being mentally assaulted every time I was put on the, the exam table and they just go at it, taking all this blood, taking, you know, looking up there and going, hmm, this looks interesting and this looks interesting. And then, you know, things like IVF would be heavily yeah. shoved down my throat. I even had a doctor once that said, and I said, you know, that that's just not something my husband and I want to explore IVF. That's we want to get to the root problem. Just some sort of answer that makes sense. Right. And I had a medical professional literally said, wow, beggars can be choosers. Um, mm. Isn't that so horrible? Hor it's horrible. <laughs> isn't that I, terrible? I, don't, I honestly, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't get the whole system. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I, I had to kind of create my own thing because no, nobody's doing it. I even just, I had, I helped my mom see another naturopathic doctor the other day and I was kind of like, what is going on here? Cause this is just totally unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, so, so someone like me that would, you know, potentially reach out to you, mm -hmm. what would be one of the first things you say? One of the first things you, you would suggest that my husband and I do. Oh gosh. Well, so, I mean, I, if, it, if it was a case of, I mean, first, first, usually people are, I used to do free, like I used to do 15 minute free chats to kind of talk to people about what's mm -hmm. going on and yeah. what I do and yeah. all that stuff. I, I got so full with people that I, I couldn't do those anymore. Yeah. I'm now, I'm now training another practitioner to take on some of the client load because this is, this is growing very quickly now Yeah. because people are looking at their history of things like Accutane mm -hmm. or things like doing diets where they were eating tons of, you know, brightly colored foods and they start to realize that they felt worse on that or that they've, everything they've been doing, I have a lot of people like this, everything they've been doing for their health mm -hmm. has slowly been making them worse. Mm. Maybe they had a little honeymoon phase with each of their new approaches. Mm -hmm. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but then that faded. Mm. And then they have their practitioner going of the things that they were already doing. They say, do more of those things that you were already doing mm. instead of saying, wait, maybe something's not working. Yeah. So they tell them to do more of it. They double down mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then they get even worse. And, mm -hmm. and then they, they stick with it until they finally go, this is obviously not working. I quit. Mm -hmm. So with the, um, so I mean, what I do when I, when I see a client, I mean, first of all, there's, there's the love your liver program, which is just the standalone. So that is like where people are going to read and watch. It's people think it's just like some another, another ebook. And it's like, no, no, no. It's a whole like little mini social network for my people where they can help each other. Mm -hmm. And there's 1200 people in there. So there's, you can get a lot wow. of opinions. Wow. And you can have a lot of experience people saying, oh yeah, I tried that, that helped. And, or I, I had the same thing you did and I tried this and it didn't work. And I come in and I comment when I see things that, that need, you know, a little commenting on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's, there's multiple, multiple articles. There's multiple, multiple videos that I've made. It's, it's a huge, it's a huge thing. And so all of my people, you know, people who are going to work with my stuff, whether they're doing it themselves mm -hmm. or whether they're working with me, get that program. That's the, that's the basis. That's, that's the everyday stuff. Mm -hmm. And then there's working with me on the blood test and the hair test. So usually when people are working with me in the consult, I'm just, I kind of cover their symptoms. Mm -hmm. I, I go over their symptoms with them mm -hmm. and I mainly go over their symptoms with them to help emphasize 
the parts of my program that are the most important for them to not mess up, right? Because okay. there might be six or seven things on their treatment plan. Now, six or seven might sound like a lot, but I mean, one of them is salt. Like I want people to salt their food to taste. So, so it's not, it's not like some crazy list. And I, all of my supplements generally, except for one are generally single ingredient mm. because we are trying to be right. We're all a science experiment of one. And so I need people when they are adding things mm -hmm. to be able to do it slowly and mm -hmm. to be able to know what did what. Mm -hmm. A lot of women who have really bad copper toxicity, for example, if they take too much zinc for them, if it starts kicking out the copper too fast, they will feel awful. Mm. And so I have to tell them, I give them kind of a, I call it the zinc experiment where they're going to experiment with going up at different doses at different paces. Mm -hmm. And if all of a sudden, if they're, let's say, let's say their first step feels great. Second step feels great. Third step. Ooh, got anxious and irritable and depressed and tired. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. You better back off to, to the step before. And that's, I can't tell people, people are like, well, how much should I take? And I go, I can't tell you that that's part of the challenge of my work. And part of the, the magic of my work is I don't mm -hmm. tell people like you have to do X milligrams of this yeah. every day or you're not going to get better. As an mm. example, most zinc pills come in like 15 milligrams or 30 milligrams. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's just think of 15 milligrams, 30 milligrams. That's what most zinc pills that I would use. Mm -hmm. I had a woman come to me. She was an Accutane survivor as we call them. <laughs> and I gave her the framework. And she listened to me. She came to my support. I give, I give six months of support with mm -hmm. each package. So when people buy a package, they're not just sent off into the wilderness mm -hmm. to go fend for themselves. They have the network. And then they, if they're working with me, they also have twice a week. I do small group meetings where people can come and say, this is working. This is not Okay. what's going on. So that's mm -hmm. something unique. I do too. Very cool. But I, I just, I, I don't know. I just give them permission to, I give people, oh, so, so this woman, sorry, she, she listened to what I said and she figured out that one milligram of zinc a day, just one, normally they're 15 or 30 pills. Mm -hmm. One milligram a day of zinc made her feel significantly better. Two milligrams was too much and it made her feel worse. So what did I tell her? I was like, good job, yeah. excellent job listening to the instructions yeah. and following them and figuring that out. And then over time she was actually able to take two milligrams. Huh. And so she was getting more resilient. She was able, her body was adapting and we were getting all that excess nasty copper out of her, mm -hmm. um, which was causing her a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we had without that she worked on getting herself off of, she weaned herself off, but she had like kind of a benzo dependence, benzodiazepine dependence, the anti-anxiety meds. Mm -hmm. So she, weaned her with my advice. She weaned herself off of that medication. And then we, we just keep working on it. So mm. I, I do things fairly uniquely. Some people aren't ready for that. Some people are like, just tell me what pill to take. And I go, that's not how I do things. Mm. This is, we are, I am helping. I'm, t I'm teaching people how to fish mm -hmm. is really what I'm doing. So, so once they know the framework, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you get a lot of pushback? No, I mean, no, I usually the people who aren't interested in doing it, once they realize that that's what's going on here, they're just kind of like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then they just, they just disappear. Huh. Um, 
but I, with people who are working with me, I mean, the, the working with me, I just, they say, well, how many pills of this should I take? And I say, you're going to do one week on one pill. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if I feel like they need more of it, I'll say then the second week you're going to do it on with a second pill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if everything's okay, based on your hair test and based on your blood test, I want you to, if, if two is okay, stay at two. Mm-hmm. If two doesn't feel good, then go back to one. Mm-hmm. If one didn't feel good, don't take any and come into my office hours, I call it, and talk to me about it so we can mm-hmm. figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I wish it were just the, the idea of putting everybody into the same box. Yeah. It's just, it's, I, it's anathema to me. I just can't do it. And so I require people to take responsibility yeah. for themselves. Mm-hmm. I give them the guidance. I'm there to help. Like mm-hmm. I'm, you know, if you want to call it a mentor or whatever, I'm like to come into the small group zoom meeting where I can, you can tell me what you're taking. You can tell me what you're feeling. And I, I will tell you what I think is going on yeah. and here's what I want you to do. And then if you, if you need to come back and check in, yeah. Come back and check in. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what we do. And those, those small group zoom meetings have really been one of the best things I ever did in my practice. People go, well, it's, it has to be private. And I go, we're just talking about minerals, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like, I mean, yes, there'll be women talking about, you know, their cycle issues. They, they tend to keep it pretty, you know, pretty superficial. Mm-hmm. We're not getting like gory details and stuff like that. <laughs> but, um, it's, it's, you know, guys are talking about some of their, their issues, but it's, it's really just very, I, mean, I, I always tell people you can do a private consult. If you don't want to talk about this in front of other people, you can do a private consult. Yeah. It's going to cost more and you might have to wait two months. So wow. you can do that or you can do the free stuff that's included in here. Your choice. It's mm-hmm. up to you. Oh, it's such an interesting approach. I, I've just never, just never heard about it. You know, I'm, I'm, no. I'm, I'm intrigued. It, it's just, yeah. For something that's someone that's been dealing with this for so long within her whole marriage pretty much it's just it's just a really interesting approach i've just never and why do you think it hasn't caught on what this yeah your approach i don't know i'm going to start trying to do some i'm I'm working on assembling a train a practitioner training I i i have realized that myself figuring out the things that i have and putting them together i'm just i'm really good at Assembly, you know, a look going through, sifting through a ton of information mm-hmm. and figuring out what is most likely to be true. And then I, I always try it on myself first. Okay. I, I have always done the stuff like I, I just had a, kind of a secret weapon that went into the program and yeah. uh, I'm, I'm not going to mention it outside of the program. Sure. But, sure. uh, yeah, that I, I, I experimented on myself and then I had people in what's called the inner circle, which is like my private video Q and a that I do once a week. And so yeah. those people, I told them like, look, if you want to experiment with this, you can, I'm not telling you to do it. Mm-hmm. This is a totally new experiment. I'm going to be doing it. Here's what I'm doing. And I would just give updates each week. Hmm. And some people tried it. Some people, I have a lot of people in the group who are just like, well, they trust me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're just, they're experimenters themselves. That's why they're, that's why they're with me. Cause I'm mm-hmm. kind of out there on the front bleeding edge kind of thing. <laughs> and they're, they're just like, sure, I'll try it. Because they've tried all these things in their life that made them worse. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing what I've been saying and generally beginning getting better. So then they're going, mm-hmm. well, sure, I'll try that. Dr. Smith thinks it's okay. So we'll we'll mess around with that. <laughs> I mean, there's there's very few things on, on I mean, I get I get people who are on pages of supplements. Like when they list out all the ingredients and in all their supplements, I had one woman that was on it was three pages worth of ingredients oh in gosh. the supplements. Oh gosh. And our first visit, and she was telling me. I said, you know, look, if you don't, this is, I'll give this and here's another, another nugget for people out there. If you're taking a supplement and first of all, if you don't remember why you're taking it, 
you're just still taking it because I don't know, you started buying it at the, the, the supplement store one day, you know, <laughs> you, you thought, Oh, I heard that this was good for this. And you yeah. started taking it. And now it's three years later and you go, why the heck am I taking this again? Yeah. If you don't know why you're taking it or what reason you're taking it for, stop taking it. Hmm. Then realize if you're taking something that is not an essential mineral or vitamin, mm-hmm. you're taking that thing as a drug effect, right? It's not mm-hmm. something your body needs. Mm-hmm. Like nobody, nobody ever died of an herbs deficiency, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're taking herbs, people will say, but they're safer than meds. And I'm like, but they base meds on the compounds in plants. So yeah. if drugs have drug effects <laughs> and plants have effects. Those are kind of drug effects. They're just, they, maybe they have less side effects. Okay, right. cool. Right. Yeah. Still taking a, a drug light, you know, might cause you problems longer, but it's not, it's not fixing anything. And that's where when people get off the herb, yeah. they go, well, my problem just came right back. Yeah. And I'm like, that's because you didn't fix it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's it, just it a all, band-aid. <laughs> right. Right. So whether that's medications or whether that's herbs or acupuncture or whatever, I always tell people, nobody has an acupuncture needle deficiency. And I'm not against acupuncture. I learned it in school. I would, mm-hmm. I would use it on myself, but mm-hmm. I just realized that there's something else going on that I, that is causing this to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So an example would be, I have a lot of people who tell me they go to the chiropractor mm-hmm. and after they work with me for long enough, they go to their chiropractor and their chiropractor, you know, does their, their analysis of what they need adjusted or whatever. And then their chiropractor is like, you don't need anything adjusted anymore. The thing that used to always go out is mm-hmm. not going out anymore. Mm. And then my, my people are like, Oh wow, Dr. Smith said this might happen. And I'm I'm then they tell me and I'm just kind of smiling, going, This is so cool. Um and it's like, why would you need to if if you put it back in and then a half hour later you feel the same way in your low back or your sacroiliac joint or whatever, you feel the same way. Why mm-hmm. how did that happen mm-hmm. in 30 minutes? What what brought you back into that? Well, it's the chemistry of the system. Mm-hmm. The chemistry can pull you out of alignment. Mm-hmm. It can make you know, when I hear endometriosis, like you mentioned, I, I, I am, whenever I hear female reproductive organ problems, mm-hmm. reproductive, reproductive system problems, mm-hmm. I immediately think copper that's, hmm. that's guaranteed. But the problem is vitamin A problems and copper problems go together. hand to hand. Hmm. So you can't really separate them. But the big thing I think of is I, I think of, of, of copper problems. I start thinking, okay, you probably need some zinc. Hmm. You probably need some molybdenum. And then we, you know, copper tends to deplete potassium. So then we get into potassium and I know there's research on potassium and fertility too. So potassium is very, very easy to start experimenting with. Like people be like, oh, I eat a banana a day. And I'm like, well, they say that you're the Institute of Medicine says you, you know, their recommended dose of potassium in a day is 4,700 milligrams, 4,700 milligrams or 4.7 grams. Wow. Well, a banana has 500 milligrams, half a gram. Yeah. So unless you want to eat 10 bananas in a day, (laughs) you know, you might need to look into some other sources. You might be just really into bananas. I mean, no, no, I'm I'm not against it. If people I I had, I think I've had two bananas today already, Um, (laughs) but I'm kind of weird about bananas. My mom tells stories about me as a kid where I'd eat two or three bananas a day. And then I, and then I got sick of them for like 15 years. Yeah. And. I didn't eat them until I got back into them with the potassium thing as I learned about it. So, so anyway, what are three most important things you would recommend to a couple that's dealing with infertility? What's a, what are three things that our listeners can walk away going? That's something I need to put some thought into. Well, 
I'm just going to throw out the trite alcohol is so vitamin A is mm -hmm. most people hear about retinol OL mm -hmm. retinol vitamin A is an alcohol mm -hmm. and it goes through the exact same detox pathways in the liver as alcohol. Mm. So if you're overloading one, then the other's going to suffer and not be processed as well and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So I mean, an easy thing about for the liver is just always alcohol, but vitamin A does the same thing. So I would, I would generally, I mean, the, the, the general diet that we do, the overview, we have a quick start guide when people go into the program, mm -hmm. there's kind of just like, these are the basically really good foods and it's not a huge list, but I have people who look at the list and they go, oh my gosh, I've been on diets that are like, this is like a huge food list compared to the diets that they've done in the past. And so, so there's the, the vitamin A thing would be a very big thing now. Oh, so here's why you may not have heard of it is because the, the standard testing for vitamins in the blood does not tell you how much is in the tissues hmm. and, and all the research on vitamin A, they'll say that vitamin A in the blood is not representative of vitamin A in the liver. People could even have low vitamin, what they call low vitamin A, vitamin A deficiency in the bloodstream mm -hmm. and yet be completely overloaded in the liver. Mm. And this has been shown in studies where they had one guy taking a big supplement of vitamin A. Mm -hmm. He had all sorts of liver disease. The doctors, even though his vitamin A came back low, mm -hmm. they thought he had vitamin A toxicity. So he went from an 18 on vitamin A when he started, which is considered deficient, not to me, but mm -hmm. it's considered deficient in the normal world. 12 weeks later, his vitamin A in his blood had gone up to 62 but he was not mm -hmm. eating vitamin A. They took him off his supplements. Mm -hmm. They probably said, stop eating sweet potatoes, stop eating carrots, stop eating liver, stop mm -hmm. doing all this vitamin A stuff. Mm -hmm. And his vitamin A went from an 18 to a 62. He was taking 50,000 units of vitamin A a day before they got him off of it. And his vitamin A was low. Wow. And then when they, so this is a, this is like a concept that I go by, which is you have to stop intoxing mm -hmm. before your body will start detoxing. Detoxing. So what he did was he stopped intoxing and then his, all that vitamin A that he had stored in his liver started dumping out. I've, I've had a person go from a 25 in six months, they went to 125. Wow. So, and there was a, there was, I, I got to find that study. Um, my buddy Grant Jenneru. Oh, so just if people want to read about vitamin A, here's a, here's a quick thing that you could do. Go to it's G Jenneru. I'll spell it. So it's G G E N. E-R-E-U-X dot blog. Oh, okay. He has three free eBooks that he's written there. Uh -huh. The first two are just about vitamin A in general, mm -hmm. as he learned about it. And the last one is about breast cancer and its connections to vitamin A. So Ooh. they're, they're free. You can go check them out. Um, he's a good buddy of mine. He comes on my inner circle once a month. He's kind of the, he started the whole like resurgence of this idea. Mm -hmm. And I owe him a lot. I kind of took it into the treatment and, and like, I kind of looked at all the other angles that we could do at the same time. And I mean, mm -hmm. Gr Grant's an engineer. This is not his thing. He just, mm. what he did was he figured out the vitamin A thing. He stopped eating it. He made his diet. And I'm not saying that this is the diet I recommend. Right. Yeah. But his diet was basically beef or bison, white or brown rice, black beans. That's and this it. is what this great man has been eating day in and day out basically oh for like the last seven years. Now he's an engineer, you know, they're not always, they're not always engineers are a little different. <laughs> they right? are built different. They, yes. They are built different. Right. So, <laughs> so he's, but he, why is he doing this? He has said that he is doing this on purpose mm -hmm. for 10 years. He wants to hit 10 years doing this so that he can prove 
with as much as his one example will prove without a doubt that vitamin A is not a vitamin. That is his goal. Wow. So I, I applaud him for that. He is, he is, you know, sacrificing for science, if you will. Whoa. And, uh, that's intense. He, he's got his vitamin A down to lower than the lab can measure it. Cool. And wow. what did he, what did he fix in the process of it? He fixed, he had eczema completely gone. He was, when he went to his doctor, he was completely jaundiced. He said he was just yellow head to toe. Yeah. And he had chronic kidney disease to the point where they were going to tell him like basically dialysis is your next step. And if you don't want to do that, you're pretty much going to croak soon. Wow. So, so he went home, he figured out, he looked up eczema because everybody, everybody worries about the vanity, right? So he was mm-hmm. like, eczema, I got to get rid of that. And it, and it hurt. Mm-hmm. It has hurt a bad. Mm. So he looked at the top 10 foods. He, he researched on the internet. What are the foods that trigger eczema? So he looked at them using his brain. He said, well, what's the thing in common of these foods? What do all these foods share in common? He found out that nine of the 10 contained vitamin A. Hmm. And he thought, what do I have to lose? Let's just not eat vitamin A. And he devised that little diet. Mm -hmm. He is the only person that his nephrologist, kidney doctors have ever seen recover from chronic kidney disease. Hmm. And I just had a woman with cirrhosis of the liver. She was stage four, six months. She went to stage two her hepatologist said it must be a fluke and I'm just sitting in the back smiling because I'm going, this is proof of concept. Mm. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's wow. really cool what yeah. we're doing. So but that's why when people say, well, what do you do? I'm like, I work with all disease. Mm-hmm. All, it's not, I, there's nobody who I would not work with yeah. fertility. I do enjoy. And it seems to be really because a lot of the women that I might see with fertility may or may not have other health issues. They may not have a lot of obvious health issues, Mm -hmm. but they have this system is not working. Mm -hmm. So when we have that, I do actually think that that can be fairly, I don't want to say easily fixed, you know, right? Simple, not easy. I think Mm -hmm. simply it can be fixed, not necessarily easy, Mm -hmm. but um, they just got to put in the work and then things happen. Mm. So, well, that's hopeful. That's hopeful. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I tried to bring. That's what I tried to bring. We were actually thinking of my book title of if I ever write a full big book, it was going to be on fertility. It was going to be called uh, Become Dangerously Fertile. That's <laughs> the idea of the name. Uh, because it's it's really dream. becoming a huge it's becoming a huge problem these days. And if I were oh, if gosh. I tell you that, yeah, well, if we accumulate vitamin A in our liver yeah. over time, which we do, we mm-hmm. store it in our liver. And if we accumulate copper in our liver, we store it, which we do. If people, if you think of it in terms of money, like if you are, if you are, you want to, we want to make more money than we spend, right? That's how our bank account grows, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> well, if people are accumulating more vitamin A and more copper mm-hmm. than they're able to get rid of in a day, and let's say they, they start getting health problems and then they go and they take medication A and medication B and mm-hmm. supplement D and whatever, and that actually damages their liver more they actually become slower, even, even slower at getting rid of them. So they can become Mm -hmm. even more toxic, even faster. And so they keep going back to doctors to get something to help them because that's, Mm -hmm. that's what they know. Mm -hmm. They're doing the best that they know. I'm not, I'm not blaming anybody, Mm -hmm. but so they just slowly become more toxic or quickly become more toxic. Let's say then they go and Oh, I'm going to go on a nose to tail carnivore diet and eat tons of eggs and liver and dairy. And then all of a sudden they just, they just like explode with, disease, but other, other diets can do it too. I'm not just picking on one. Right. So, and then, then they're just stuck and they don't know what to do. Well, it's a, it's really, when it comes to infertility, it's just heartbreaking 
That's yeah. that's yeah. just what it feels like. It's heartbreaking. It, it's emotionally damaging <laughs> sometimes. I mean, it's, it's why I, I joke about it. It's, it's really the only job we have while we're here, right? Yeah. Is to procreate and make more of us. Copy ourselves. So, Copy and paste right, ourselves. Right. <laughs> right. And so it, it's it's like ingrained very deeply yeah. into us. I mean, like you heard me, I was talking about like, I would, I would, I'm 46. I would have kids again. I would totally Go do it all it. again. Go for um, it. I think you should do it. <laughs> and yeah, so, and I, I was just, um, well, I won't go into that. I won't go into that, but it's, but this copper and this copper and vitamin A thing. Yeah. It's, I mean, everybody will focus on like plastics and, you know, stay away from these toxins and do all this stuff. And I'm like, plastics are easy to avoid. I mean, okay, here's my glass water bottle. Okay. All that plastic, plastic water bottles done. I don't buy plastic cups. I don't, yeah. I don't buy food in plastic if I can avoid it. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. those things are easy mm-hmm. and I don't drink, you know, soy milk. Oh, one of the, let me give one other tip on t- when you're talking about the three things, ladies, especially mm-hmm. if you're addicted to chocolate, mm-hmm. you are copper toxic. Mm. Absolutely. No, no doubt about it. You are making that copper toxicity worse every single day that you're eating that chocolate. Ah, oh, you're so killing was, me. I know. I know. So, so think, <laughs> right. I mean, how, how many billions does the chocolate industry make, right? To tell us that it's healthy. (laughs) So high in copper. Wow. And this is one of the, this is one of the like smack people in the face moments Mm -hmm. of the nutrition here where it's like, cause we were all taught that chocolate is good for us and da, 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 da. In moderation, in moderation. Well, but think about it. If, if it's super high in copper and I'm saying, you know, it's like the bank account, right? We need to, Mm -hmm. we need to get rid of more of the copper than we take in. Mm -hmm. I mean, I tell you that the, the chocolate is going to shoot you over that very quickly. Mm. So that's that's one thing that people could do. And then just the big, let me go over the big vitamin A foods list. And some okay. people may be thinking, well, what's left? And it's anything that's not <laughs> on this list. Well, every, I feel like everything that is like delicious is probably bad for you. <laughs> well, I have a line for that. Okay. Crackheads love crack. It doesn't mean it's good for them. <laughs> that's true. So, you know, I mean, that's true. but that's. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that's very interesting on this program that we do is as people get cleaner, as they are getting less toxic, mm-hmm. they tend to start finding that their desires for toxic foods go down. Mm. And I, I kind of call it like, like the example I'll use is like when people start drinking alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. Do they tend to eat cleaner or dirtier? Yeah, they are. Right? They start doing it. They start smoking, right? Yeah, smoking junk food. and eating drinking and eating junk food and doing all sorts of things that they wouldn't do when they were sober. Yeah. I call it the saying I use is poisons beget poisons, Mm. which is the more poisonous or toxic we make ourselves, the more poisons or toxins we tend to want to take in. Mm. So as we start taking them out, we start noticing that it's easier. Like I, I'll tell you right now. I mean, I I was never a huge sugar person, but I still enjoyed desserts on occasion and stuff like that. Yeah. But now if I eat something sweet, I, I kind of, like if I eat a dessert, yeah, I eat it and I go, well, that was disappointing. Like, yeah. why did I do that? Yeah. It's just, there's really no, you, uh, there's none of that old buzz that you used to get from mm-hmm. like eating something like that. It's mm-hmm. just gone. You're just mm-hmm. like, why? It's very, it's a very strange thing. And now huh. bitter things, uh, I tend to look at bitter things like coffee and chocolate. Just think about how bitter coffee and chocolate are until we add more poisonous <laughs> things to them, right? Let's put yeah. a bunch of dairy and, and, sugar. and sugar in them. <laughs> Well, bitter things, nature is trying to tell us that there's a, they're a poison. Huh? That's why we have bitter taste. 
is to Uh tell us that there's a poison. Do kids like bitter things? No. They won't touch them. Why? Because they're more in touch with their instinct. Mm. And we force things down until we develop a taste for them. Hmm. Develop, if you have to develop a taste for something, you are eating something poisonous. That's a very, so this, I get into this stuff a lot. Like how does nature mark poisonous animals? Yeah. What colors? Bright colors, strong colors. Oh. What are we telling people to eat in the vegetable colors? Rainbows. Bright colors. Nature already told us that that's a poison. Hmm. So we'll, we'll just, so bitter tastes and strong colors. Those are things that we shouldn't be eating. What are we being encouraged to eat? Bitter tasting things. There's Starbucks on every corner, right? And there's, there's oh, chocolate. Starbucks sold. terrible. I mean, it's all terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, but I mean, coffee in general, just yeah. normal coffee. How many people drink black coffee? Yeah. Right. They, they don't because it tastes like garbage. Yeah. Um, our taste buds are saying, don't consume this, mm. but then we make it into something that we're willing to consume. Because we want the drug. Mm-hmm. It's like being in a bad relationship. Kind of. Kind of. Yes. But with food. Right. <laughs> and right. supplements. And so like when people come into the into this this world of mine, if you will, mm-hmm. they I, I tell them you don't have to do it all at once. Like people may listen to me here and they go, well, gosh, I got to quit this and this and this and this and this. And, this. and I go, you mm-hmm. don't have to do it all at once. You could yeah. switch Slowly. out. Cut it you out. know, you could do yeah. sweet potatoes for white potatoes. Okay. So there's one switch, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, but well, let me give the food list, the really high vitamin A foods okay. to avoid. So we went over the big copper one. We went over chocolate. Yeah. That's, that's just a really huge, especially for women. Chocolate yeah. is a huge one. Yeah. You're killing um, us. I no, I'm not killing you. You're killing yourselves. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not Maybe my we like um, it. Maybe we like to be. Can, People, you know, people being self-destructive is not a new thing. We, this has been around a long time. Um, and I, I used to do it all. The, like I said, the reason I'm here is because I used to, I used to buy the Trader Joe's 70% dark chocolate bars. Yeah. And I would specifically have a quarter of it a day because I thought it was good for me. I've done yeah. it. I've been yeah. there. Yeah. There was actually a time you want to hear something really stupid. There was a time during my research in vitamin A where I, I misread I misinterpreted a study that's that's it said that when you drink alcohol, it actually kicks vitamin A out of the liver. And that's that's basically what the study was saying. Hmm. And I and because I didn't understand this was in the early days, and this is why I tell people who people may be listening to this podcast mm-hmm. and thinking, I'm gonna go take a bunch of bunch of words, keywords out of this podcast, and I'm gonna go look them up and I'm gonna do it myself because mm-hmm. I don't want to pay the $59 it still is to get lifetime access to the love your liver program where they've already made all the mistakes, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to go make the mistakes on my own. I tell people <laughs> this is not a game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was doing, I, because I misread, misinterpreted the, the research. Mm-hmm. I was doing basically like a shot of alcohol in the morning and a shot of alcohol at night medicinally. Mm-hmm. That was the point of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause one shot on a 200 pound man doesn't do anything. Mm. Right. So I was doing it medicinally mm-hmm. and I think I set myself back about a year Whoa. in, in progress because I did that. Mm-hmm. And so I tell people like there, I, I remember seeing, and there's a vitamin A toxicity group on Facebook. I remember seeing a gentleman, he was like, yeah, I'm doing a shot of alcohol a day. And I was like, <laughs> that's not going to end the way you're hoping. I've already made that mistake. Don't do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so there's like the, 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 this is not a game is a very important thing. Yeah. People have already made the mistakes. You can go mm-hmm, and, you know, mm-hmm. talk to people in the network about, 
or it's just you know it's it's like a mini Facebook. It really is. It's just like a little mini Facebook that's mm-hmm. private. Mm-hmm. So we're protected from the greater internet trolls <laughs> and people who want something for nothing yeah. and aren't willing to contribute. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. So you said chocolate. Oh, so the list, the yes. food list, the food chocolate would be the chocolate is the biggest, most obvious copper problem. Okay. So the foods in terms of vitamin A. Okay. So if we're in the meat group, mm-hmm. the things that I definitely do not have people consume. I mean, they can't, people can do whatever they want. So don't take me wrong here. People mm-hmm. can do whatever the heck they want. I don't, I tell people if I stressed about what other people ate, I would have been dead a long time ago, <laughs> but pork, I would not eat pork. I would not eat egg yolks. I would not eat fish or shellfish. That's a mercury problem. Oh gosh. Absolute like mercury all problem. fish? Most people on my program don't eat fish or shellfish anymore. Wow. Okay. They might some there's some people who might do some, but like why is salmon salmon colored? Mm-hmm. Carotenoids, vitamin A. That's mm-hmm. why. If so if you're gonna do fish, do, do it white. wild. Do a white fish. Do it wild, do it white and low fat. Mm-hmm. White, low fat fish. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna do it. But shellfish is just bottom feeder, filter feeder garbage. Yeah, 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 yeah. They also, one of the theories on why they're so toxic is because they can't detox through the shell, huh. right? Nothing can pass through the shell. They don't have skin like we do where we can yeah. sweat. Yeah. And pigs are, so, pigs, there was something about their skin where they can't get rid of stuff either. But anyway, pork, egg yolks, fish and shellfish as a general thing, dairy. That's kind of the animal foods list, dairy in general. Wow. Then we so get into, no hey, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I I always I, I'm not I'm not gonna well, ar- sit here and argue. But I'm, is it no? Is it never again? Yeah, it depends like, on how strict you want to be. Yeah, probably depends on how bad you want to get pregnant. You know, <laughs> um, but that's that's where it becomes. You know, what yeah. if somebody were to ask you the question, cheese or pregnancy? Mm. What uh, would you pick? But see, see, there's that there <laughs> there. That's that's Maybe the make or break. Like right. Kid. <laughs> Right, right. See, so I mean, I had a woman once like I was I was talking to a woman once about nightshades and nightshades are tomatoes, potatoes, peppers and eggplant and tomatoes and peppers are super high in vitamin A, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. super high. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to this woman, I'm kind of I kind of was a, a nightshade like the world nightshade expert before I became the vitamin A toxicity expert. Uh-huh. And I had a woman once back in my practice when I was first starting to talk about these and I said I told her about the tomatoes. And I was treating her with laser therapy for her knee pain, her osteoarthritic knee pain. And I was telling her about this. And Mm -hmm. she said, I would rather keep my tomatoes and my knee pain than give up my tomatoes. Wow. If you're going to keep doing the same things, you're going to keep getting the same output. Hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, okay, I I don't get offended at this. I'm just like, you do whatever you like. Yeah. So, but in the, in the plant and the plant world, like fruits and vegetables, it would be things that are, the part you're eating, yellow, orange, red, dark green. Wow. The actual part you're eating. So like an example of this would be, let's say, an apple, a red apple. Mm-hmm. Well, if you peeled that apple, you've gotten rid of the red mm-hmm. and you're eating kind of an off-white. Mm-hmm. That would be fine. Mm-hmm. So, or like even people might be like, well, zucchini's really high in vitamin A. Well, if you peel it, you get down to the, the very the white, white stuff. Yeah. Right. Cucumbers. Same thing. Hmm. So the part that you eat generally not yellow, not orange, not red, not dark green. What about purple? Then we get into generally str- remember bright or strong colors huh. okay. would be something to avoid. Purple. Okay. Um, some of the colors don't come from vitamin A. Some of them come from polyphenols. 
Well, phenol was used as a chemical warfare agent in World War One. So mm. maybe eating phenols, a bunch of them bound together is probably not a good thing. It actually does slow down your detox system. It does deplete your B1. Mm-hmm. Plants are mar- plants can use different compounds to mark themselves as toxic. All we have to do is look and see it. Mm-hmm. So we have that. Then uh, grains, generally grains are pretty okay. The only things people might want to avoid there is yellow grains like semolina mm-hmm. is yellow. Mm-hmm. There's millet that can be very yellow. You know, so that's pretty easy, but like oats are fine. Rice mm-hmm. is fine. So there's the grains. Beans are generally okay. Mm. And then what other, um, oh, ve- well, we went over vegetables. Those are the main, did I miss any categories? No, Generally I people go, well, what do I drink? And I go, water. <laughs> Imagine that. Water. Um, or co- coconut. Some people do coconut coconut water because it has a lot of potassium in it, which we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of expensive water, but it, it does have some potassium and some magnesium in it. It tastes but, good. Uh, it, you, you, once you get past that first sip, I think. That first sip is always the weird one. But that's yeah. just me. Yeah. So anyway, I, I though, mean, that's kind of the list. Yeah, I mean, just you know, from a cultural standpoint for someone Vietnamese, gosh, we eat a lot of pork. We eat a lot of yeah. fish. That's, there, there could be. So when we, when we, when we get into that stuff, so certain cultures may have been doing certain things that that's why we have to look at the whole context of it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. If we were thinking of Vietnamese a hundred years ago or 500, you know, 500 years ago mm-hmm. versus what's going on today. And all of a sudden now we have all these injections and we have all these medications and mm-hmm. we have all these supplements and we have stuff like you probably know this changes in what you would call Vietnamese food. Oh yeah. Like just as, as just a thought, influence. like maybe it's become a lot spicier. Let's yeah. just say, okay. So why do cops use pepper spray? Cause it hurts. Cause yeah. it hurts. Does that sound pro inflammatory or anti-inflammatory to you? Probably pro pro. So, so if people, let's just say that one dietary change, do you know that there's a study in Mexico city where they found that the highest consumers of, of spicy peppers had a 17 times higher rate of stomach cancer. Oh, it's not good. It's, it's, it's a biochemical warfare agent. Yeah. Okay. So if we increase that in our diet, Mm -hmm. that's pro inflammatory. Oh, so Dr. Smith, I can't eat a bowl of pho without it looking like lava. Okay. Well, see, that's, (laughs) But, but here's the, here's the thing. Okay. So pho, right. Over yeah. Spicy food generally. Yeah. 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 I have research showing it releases adrenaline and cortisol. Mm. Well, what do we use cortisol for in the body? It's an anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. Do people get addicted to adrenaline? Yeah. Yes. Oh, then, then what do we talk about with drug effects, right? Tolerance. Mm-hmm. So you build a tolerance. So then you need a certain amount yeah. of spicy food to get your buzz. Fix. <laughs> right? To get your fix. Yeah. And yeah. so this is a drug effect. And w- what are we doing Ugh. here? I mean, there was this huge spicy food thing where like all of a sudden everything on commercials and all of that was we have spicy this and yeah. spicy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. I yeah, vitamin A infertility. Yeah, you start to see these patterns. It seems all kind of weird. And then everybody's pushing tomatoes and the rainbow vegetables. And now there's the big carnivore, like everybody needs to eat liver. And there's people on Twitter talking about eating 20 eggs in a day. And yeah, I'm just going, don't, don't watch a YouTube video about the liver king on TikTok. I have you ever noticed how he looks like red colored? 
Isn't that weird? That's not normal to be He red. did not look normal to me. I just ran across him on TikTok the no, other day. No, I mean, I even like, Joe Rogan called even Joe Rogan called him out. He's he's not on just liver and testicles. He's on all sorts of injectables. Yeah. That's I, not I, any... Yeah. Bone I, I've marrow. been in the lifting field for a very long time. I've been into bodybuilding and lifting and all that stuff. And I'm just like, anybody who doesn't think that this guy's on all sorts of sauce is just, <laughs> yeah. they have no idea of what's going on. Yeah. 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 It's because he eats bull testicles. Sure. Yeah. Sure. People. And right. Like, oh, here's raw a fun thing. Bone oh, marrow. Wait, wait, wait. Go find the liver Kings page, his supplement page on Amazon. If you guys want to investigate, am I right about vitamin A and copper? Yeah. Go look at his, his supplements. I, I forget what they're called. Ancestral supplements. That might be somebody else's. But if you look up liver King supplements on Amazon, yeah. go to the one star reviews. Okay. You will find multiple, multiple people who will say these supplements sent me to the hospital. Wow. And I'm not making this up. I actually yeah. did a whole Twitter thread where I think I found eight different reviews of people saying I started getting short of breath. I started yeah. doing this and they, you know, and supposedly New Zealand, like grass fed organs yeah. from young cows. And I'm like, now <laughs> even the young cows are toxic, right? Yeah. It's, it's bad. This is, this is a really, yeah, the liver king. I um, anyway, I, I, I've predicted like maybe about two years on that before that explodes. Um, yeah. There's other, there's other, there's other carnivore nose to tail people who are already, we're, we're watching the downfall, the downslide mm. where we can tell certain signs are starting to show up in their blood work. Certain signs are starting to show up in their appearance yeah. on YouTube. It's yeah, it's yeah. coming. So, well, Dr. Smith, this has been such a fascinating conversation and I'm, I can tell it you're just super passionate about it and, and have a great sense of humor about it. So I hope people check out your website. I hope they YouTube, you know, go on YouTube. We'll, we'll be listing some of the links on there and see what you think about Dr. Smith's approach to vitamin A or have, have you ever had anyone tell you that vitamin A is the cause of your infertility or anything like that? It's just a really interesting conversation, interesting angle as someone that's been dealing with infertility. Like I said, I've just never heard about it. So I'm really glad to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for your time. You are very welcome. And thanks for inviting me. Well, thank you, Wellness Wednesday listeners. If you have any questions for Dr. Smith, I'm sure you can reach out to him and um, email him or communicate with whatever he suggests on his website. Check him out. I just really enjoy having a conversation with you. You're so easy to talk to. Thank you so much for your time again. And till next time, folks. For more information about 3W, please visit our website at 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, medical.org. From there, you can learn more information about the services we provide. Book an appointment or make a donation if you'd like to support our mission. You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you like this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.